Today on CityCast Philly, Philadelphia Police Commissioner Daniel Outlaw announced her resignation this week. She's the city's first Black woman to serve in this high-profile position. And during the three and a half years, Outlaw led the department through the pandemic, massive protests about policing, a spike in gun violence, and staffing shortages. I'm speaking with a reporter about her legacy and what's next for the city. It's Thursday, September 7th. I'm Trina Nuri, and here's what Philly's talking about. Chris Palmer, criminal justice and law enforcement reporter for the Philadelphia Inquirer. Before we get into Outlaw's record as a police commissioner, Chris, she would have likely left in the next few months anyway, right? With an incoming mayoral administration. New mayoral administrations have traditionally been times of turnover for big city police chiefs across the country. We have seen this in cities recently, including Chicago and New York. And it's been the case in Philadelphia for at least 20 years. So this is not shocking that she made the departure. It was not shocking. It was surprising, if only in terms of timing, if only because within the police department and its notorious gossip mill, the fact that it didn't leak out ahead of time was a bit surprising. But I think turnover at in any big city police chief job when there's a new mayor is in some ways kind of expected. So what's next for Outlaw? She's going to be a deputy chief at the Port Authority of New York and New Jersey, which sounds probably to listeners in Philadelphia like something of a a bit of an obscure agency, but it runs security at the airports and the bridges and the tunnels in New York City, which obviously are high value targets in a city that has experienced all kinds of security issues in the past. It is a slightly different role for her. She's not certainly not going to be as forward-facing as she was as a municipal big city police chief. Um, but she alluded to the fact that she was kind of welcoming that change when I spoke to her about her decision earlier this week. She said she has been kind of climbing the ladder in big city policing for nearly 20 years. She was a police chief here in Philadelphia for three and a half years, during which there was a lot that she was dealing with on a day-to-day basis. She was a chief in Portland for two years before that. And she seemed to kind of be open to the fact that this was going to be a new chapter. So her last day is September 22nd, the end of the month. Who will serve as acting commissioner during this transition? So Mayor Jim Kenney announced that Outlaw's first deputy commissioner, John Stanford, is going to serve as the interim commissioner. Stanford is a 20-year veteran of the department. He has served a variety of roles in Philadelphia. He was a department spokesperson at one point. He led a West Philadelphia district. He served as a commander that was overseeing the Internal Affairs Bureau. He is a calm, cool, affable person who knows a lot of people from his time here. He was very close with the former police commissioner, Richard Ross. And so he will serve likely at least through the end of Mayor Kenny's tenure, um, which will be about the next four months or so until the next mayor is sworn in in January. Chris, let's talk about some of the highlights of her time as police chief. How did she do? There is no doubt that Commissioner Outlaw faced an unusually high number of challenges during her time here. It's almost impossible to separate her tenure from the waves of incredible challenges that she faced. 
When I asked her what her highlights were when she was here, she kind of alluded to the fact that led her to be hired in the first place, which is that this was a department in 2019 that was facing a series of scandals over racism, over sexism, over sexual harassment, all within the force. And she was chosen pretty explicitly to try and address some of those issues. And being the first Black woman to lead this department, which is predominantly male, which has been whiter than the city at large that it represents, she said is significant to her. And she said one of the things she will take away with her is that people on the street often came up to her to thank her for kind of taking on that role and that burden for trying to address some of the problems that have plagued the police department. And that I think a lot of officials have recognized has been an impediment between improving relationships with the community. There have been all kinds of scandals that, you know, eroded public faith in the institution and outlaw, you know, certainly one person can't fix decades of those kinds of issues. But I think she was proud of having been someone who was brought in to try and and start that resolution process. Okay, so let's break some of those other kind of tough situations, tough times that she had to navigate through her time. Let's talk about COVID-19. How did she do with that? You know, it's easy to forget now that we're three and a half years past the initial part of the pandemic. But when the city shut down, it really was uncharted territory for everyone. Just think about the fact that our lives ended. You couldn't, you were afraid to go to the grocery store, right? And apply that to public safety and policing. There were significant questions about how does a police chief manage this kind of a crisis? How do you keep officers safe if they have to show up to work, if there's a deadly virus spreading around? How do you protect citizens if you need to question a citizen? And then, of course, there were public safety challenges beyond any police commissioner's control. The probation department shut down. The court system shut down. The prisons were seeking to have fewer people behind bars where the virus could spread quickly. And so she announced a set of policies at the beginning of the pandemic that sought to limit the amount of times that police would interact with anyone, whether residents or suspects. There was initially some real skepticism about how that might work. And then she constantly had to change and evolve those policies on on when to seek arrests, when to have people questioned how to keep officers safe. But, you know, I think defining part of her tenure, as soon as those policies started to, you know, maybe they figured out they could how to adjust or how to work around them, another crisis sprung up, which was the gun violence crisis in the city. And that kind of became the predominant theme of her next few years. How did Outlaw do with gun violence in the city? So there, there is no doubt that the gun violence crisis was one of the defining aspects of the city over the past three and a half years and certainly of Outlaw's tenure. The murder rate in Philadelphia was the highest it had ever been, or certainly in at least the last 60 years when they've been keeping homicide stats. It was it was really brutal. There were over 1,500 people that were murdered in three years in the city. There were another 5,400 people that were wounded by shootings over those three years. There were increasing numbers of women that were shot. There were increasing numbers of children that were shot. There were mass shootings at public gatherings, at barbecues. I mean, it it seemed kind of relentless. And there really was a, a pall that got cast over 
the city at times. And the Kenny administration, including the police department, was often criticized for lacking some urgency on this issue. The the police commissioner faced a lot of criticism that she wasn't public enough, uh, aggressive enough in trying to confront this this issue. I think she would tell you, and she told me in our interview recently, that what she is heartened by is that the the tide is starting to turn a little bit. The year-to-date murder numbers in Philadelphia are down 20%. Shooting victims are down about the same amount. But the, the level of gun violence currently is much higher than it had been in the years before. Um, I think it's something that the next police commissioner and lots of city officials are going to be dealing with for a long time to come. Another thing that Outlaw was criticized for were that how the police handled the protest of 2020 in the city. What's your assessment of how she handled that? Right. So just to set the table a bit, back in the spring of 2020, after George Floyd was murdered by Minneapolis police, there were protests all over the country in big cities. And Philadelphia was part of that. There were thousands of people that took to the streets over several days in different parts of the city to protest police brutality. At the time, it was a very chaotic few days. There were um, thousands of people and seemingly the police seemed even at the time, you know, unprepared and undisciplined, and it was almost hard to keep up with what was occurring. But the some of the, you can call them highlights or lowlights, were there were protesters who made it onto 676, and police responded by deploying tear gas and rubber bullets and all kinds of less than lethal munitions. There was a police commander who was caught on video seemingly striking a protester on the Benjamin Franklin Parkway. There were protests in West Philadelphia that grew unruly, that police were late to respond to and began firing tear gas in West Philadelphia. And we reported that there were residents who were in their house who were suffering from the effects of that tear gas. The Kenny administration commissioned its own after action report in which it found that the police department was simply not prepared for the number of protests and where they were going to go and that there were cascading effects in in essence that they would show up late and overreact that they would use excessive force when they didn't need to and that there were kind of compounding problems day after day that you know we reported at the time that the police department essentially tried to chance getting through the first day of those protests with minimal staffing and and there were significant consequences to that decision the city ended up having to pay $10 million to settle a series of lawsuits related to the police department's conduct during those protests. And there were community members who viewed that as a lasting decision on how they viewed the police department. This was something that impacted their feeling and trust in a department, you know, that outlaw again was, was brought in to try and repair some of the relations that had eroded over decades. And this was just a reminder of some of those issues in the past. That was a long list of tough issues that she had to navigate. She was chosen by Mayor Jim Kenney. So what did he have to say about her resignation? What Mayor Kenney said was he, he recognized how difficult the circumstances were that Commissioner Outlaw came into. He also praised her for The fact that her police department has been continuing to seize record numbers of guns off the street during 
this gun violence crisis. It has sought to increase its clearance rate, which is the percentage of cases that are considered solved, particularly homicides and shootings. And, you know, said he was appreciative of the work that she did on behalf of the city during these times and that he understood why she was making the decision to leave. Now, we talked about this before, but we do have a mayoral election in November and the city's next mayor will be sworn in January. They'll get to pick a new police commissioner. What goes into that decision? Many mayors will tell you that picking a police chief is the most important hire they make. Public safety is the biggest issue in most big cities across the country. There have been surveys that have been done during the mayoral election here that show that that is undoubtedly true coming off of a gun violence crisis. And so it really is a huge question for whoever the next mayor is. I think some of the things that any mayor would want to consider is, do you want to pick someone who's been in the department before and maybe has a series of relationships with people that they know? Or do you want a fresh start? I mean, part of the reason that Mayor Jim Kenney picked Danielle Outlaw is because she was from elsewhere and he was looking for a fresh perspective given some of the crises that had roiled the department. I think one of the big questions for the next mayor is, do you want someone who's from here or from somewhere else? That's always been the question, right? Um, Does that matter for a police commissioner to be from the Philadelphia region or elsewhere? Again, I think it depends in some ways on what a mayor is looking for. When Mayor Nutter took office in 2008, he recruited Charles Ramsey to take over the department, who was a major figure in American policing. He had led the department in Chicago and then in Washington. And I think part of what appealed to Mayor Nutter at the time was that Ramsey had this experience going into new organizations and figuring out how to make them better. When Mayor Jim Kenney took office, he tapped... Richard Ross to take uh, control. Mm -hmm. Ross was the ultimate insider. He had spent all of his 30-year career within the Philadelphia Police Department. He had served as Ramsey's deputy for eight years, and he knew where all of the different locks and keys were in the department, and he knew where the rising stars were and where some of the older people who might need to be put to different jobs were. So I I think it really kind of depends you know, what a mayor is looking for. Do you want someone who's going to come in with a set of fresh eyes and try and assess problems from a different vantage point? Or do you want someone who is maybe more familiar with the players and the architecture of the city and can assess things that way? Now, we talked about how Outlaw faced some really big challenges during her time. What will the next commissioner face? What are some of the biggest public safety issues facing the city right now? There are many that spring to mind. I think that's one of the things about being a a chief in a city with as many challenges as Philadelphia is is there's going to be issues constantly. But some that come that are top of mind, one is gun violence, right? As we had discussed before, the uh, number of people that have been killed in the city this year, I think, is approaching 300 and we're only in September. You know, one of the other big issues that that Outlaw faced while she was here was a a staffing crisis. The police department is budgeted to have over 6,000 police officers, and they only have about, I think it's 5,300 or so. There are hundreds of officers short, and recruiting and retention has been a really big challenge. And the police department knows that that problem is likely to get worse before it gets better just because of the way that retirements are scheduled within the department. 
that makes any chief's job really hard because dealing with issues as big as you know a gun violence crisis, your strategy depends in part on how many people you have to execute it. And if you are hundreds of officers short of your target, that's going to be a major challenge for any commissioner moving forward. All right. That's Chris Palmer, criminal justice and law enforcement reporter for the Philadelphia Inquirer. Thanks for joining me on CityCast Philly. Anytime. Thanks for having me. We'll have a link to Chris's full story in our show notes. all for today here on CityCast Philly. If you like this episode, tell a friend, rate the show, leave us a review, and hit that subscribe button. Be sure to sign up for our morning newsletter, Hey Philly, to learn more about what else Philly's talking about. We'll be back tomorrow morning with the Friday News Roundup. Bye. Bye.